Gotta stash, gotta stash, gotta stash away. Stash what? Stash away. I'm doing the stash away challenge to begin investing. Stash away for retirement, for my kids' education. Sounds like I need to stash away for my first home. You can stash away for any life goal. Just visit stashaway.my or download the Stash Away app to invest part of your salary or direct debit for long-term investment. That's the Stash Away challenge. Stash Away is licensed by the Securities Commission Malaysia. This is a download from BFM 89.9. The business station. You're with the morning run. I'm Julian, together with Joyce Go as well as Sharitz Abdullah. Now, will using congestion charges on highways help alleviate peak time congestion and help also bring down the cost of living? The government over the weekend has started announcing some um, uh, fact, uh, some details on the toll roads uh, using time variable toll charges, which are dependent on peak and non-peak hours. The system will be introduced once the federal government succeeds in taking over the operations of four highways, uh, which are the LDP, uh, the Sprint, the Kasas, as well as the Smart Tunnel. Yeah, the congestion charge uh, congestion charge is the same as the existing toll rate for the peak hour for six-hour daily, maybe. So, uh, again, this is just uh, an, uh, what do you call it, just an estimation or perhaps just a prediction. Three hours in the morning, perhaps, and three hours in the evening during peak hours. Uh, so possible, uh, and uh, off-peak is considered 11 p.m. to f- uh, to 5 a.m. So there's no charges there in the middle of the night and outside of peak hours, uh, which is outside of the working uh, traveling hours, that would there would be a 30% discount on the existing toll rates. So I think the off-peak 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. no charges. That's quite confirmed. Uh, and looking at this congestion charge, what will um, it'll be used to pay the cost of operating and maintaining the highways and loan repayments as well. And excess collections would be channeled into a public transport fund to be used to improve the quality of public transport nationwide. So in order to do, to do this, uh, to implement this, the government had to start, I think, the process of taking over these four highways. And uh, the Edge actually reports that the cost of taking over all 29 tolls in the country will be around the uh, 130 to 150 billion ringgit level. Uh, estimates for toll maintenance is around uh, one and a half to two and a half billion ringgit. And the government has actually approached Gamuda on talks of uh, acquisition of all those uh, four toll concessionaires, which they have majority stakes in. Um, I So this is uh, something that, uh, you know, I've been looking at for quite a while. And I watched Tony Poir's video uh, in the pre-election days. Uh, mm-hmm. He... he, he came up with some pretty nifty videos that actually explains it quite well uh, in the sense that uh, you know the the cost of taking over the toll roads may not as be as expensive as initially thought but i feel that you know it takes a lot of money to take over the toll roads then the question becomes whether the government can use this 100 billion or 100 odd billion ringgit to put that back into uh, the lives of people rather than to pay uh, off toll concessionaires, right? That's uh, the main question for me. So I, I think I see your point, Julian. However, I think this initiative is is sort of like a uh, middle ground where it's being, you know, it's managing um, the sort of the expectation of the people of Rakyat where they would like to see some some of their cost of living to be reduced. At the same time, I think the government still wants to continue promoting the use of public transport. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, whatever access that they gain from the collection of the stall, it will be to uh, sort of uh, you know improve uh, the public transport and get people to to ride on it. At the same time, uh, again, there's no incentive. If you were to drive to work, 
you know, you will be paying the same price. So, I mean, there is some some sense and balance there, I guess. I guess, yeah, it's been um, over the weekend, over, if you can see on social media, a couple of people have pointed out that this off-peak charge, a no charge during off-peak 11pm to 5am is at a time when there's no public transportation. So it kind of, I guess, uh, supports this whole move towards uh, encouraging people to take public transportation. So when public transportation is available, you are encouraged to take it. Don't use the toll roads. But when it's not available, you can use the toll toll roads and not pay toll. Yeah, I think if you are already set on taking over the toll roads, uh, then you know this is a step in that direction uh, to just uh, sort of stagger the total abolition of toll roads. Uh, but uh, you you can't just overnight uh, do away with toll charges, even after you have taken it off. Uh, there needs to be some uh, grace period for the government to act on it. Uh, but then the question becomes, you know, uh, if you paid a hundred billion again, right, a hundred billion paid to. Uh, put into the pockets of B40, for example, which will allow them to either spend on tolls, afford other things in their lives. Uh, that's the main question, right? Whether this is a well thought out process, I think, uh, to, to take over the toll roads. I think also that it's a kind of tax on the middle and upper class uh, to force them to pay tolls. Uh, to, I guess if you, after you take over to force them to pay tolls to the government, uh, and that's a form of revenues uh, to the governments as well. Now, in connection to this, uh, talking about cost of living, Malaysia saw deflation in January, particularly due to fuel prices. The Malaysian economy has swung to deflation as fuel prices dropped. Uh, the last time Malaysia hit deflation was a very long time ago in uh, 2009. And uh, during that time, the economy contracted about 1.5%. At that time, remember, uh, 2009, uh, was the year of the global financial crisis. So according to the Statistic Department, consumer prices have declined by 0.7% from a year ago after hovering about 1% the previous seven months. The government recently changed its fuel subsidy model by setting prices uh, every week in order to reflect moves of the global crude. And uh, apparently this led to a 7.8% decline in transport costs in traffic sorry, private cost in January for uh, from a year ago. And this big, this is the biggest drop of all categories. And while price pressure has eased, uh, the government is still concerned that ordinary Malaysians haven't felt it in their wallets. So I think that's, that's you know, that's what people are still expecting, isn't it, despite the announcement? Well, the cost of food and non-alcoholic drinks continue to rise, though. 1% in January from last year, driven by... 8.4% surge in price of eggs and a 5.3% jump in chicken prices. So I guess Malaysia has started an investigation in December into potential cartel activities in the industries. That's right. Uh, so the, in this case, this is a case of the eggs coming before the chicken as, as far as inflation is concerned. Um, the MOF response to this is that the government has reiterated, the econo- reiterated that the economy would uh, grow at 4.9% and uh, Finance Minister Lim Guan Eng said that uh, the 2019 CPI or consumer price index decline was not caused by a recession or any kind of weak demand because uh, guess what um, in the last decade or so uh, the global policies around the world have tried to deal with deflation right uh, they're, they're really freaked out about the prospects of deflation and that's why you have quantitative easing and things like that uh, and the idea here is to you know have some kind of inflationary growth so that uh, the GDP can grow and corporations can make profit. Mm. Because even though uh, deflation might sound good to normal consumers, it might result in you... like uh, losing your income or even worse, losing your job. Uh, so governments don't want 
uh, sustain deflation to go on. Yeah, and I guess that that goes with the academic uh, discussion about deflation is that sometimes consumers would withhold their money, expecting prices to you know uh, to further go down, and then again, as you mentioned, it will it will impact business. But I guess in the context of Malaysia, I guess uh, the focus is about. You know, cost of living. People are with not withholding money to buy things. It's just that people are complaining that the things that they are buying are high in, in terms of price. Um, interesting times. Now, uh, let's look at quickly this other news. The Pakatan Harapan government has agreed to temporarily lower the extension levy for foreign workers per year uh, to about six thousand ringgit for manufacturing and services and construction sectors, and two thousand ringgit for agricultural and plantation sectors. Yeah, if you recall, during budget two thousand and nineteen, it was proposed to be. 10k for manuf- uh, 10,000 ringgit for manufacturing services and construction and 3,500 ringgit for agriculture and plantation sector and was proposed uh, that foreign workers pay 80% now, but now employers will pay 100%. Yeah, before uh, pre-Pakatan Harpan government, that number used to be 1,850 ringgit. So it's a substantial increase. Uh, but, you know, Finance Minister Guaning has said that the cabinet made the decision to um, lessen the burden for employers and he added that the government is concerned about the business and industry challenges. So I guess at that time was because uh, the shift of um, who pays this levy was shifted to the foreign workers, but now it's shifted back to your employers. employers. Yep, I, I think this will have to be looked at in light of uh, those uh, uh, minimum wage as well as human tra- uh, trafficking issues that we have here in Malaysia that put uh, foreign workers into very enslaved uh, situations. Okay, we're coming up to the 7.30 news. And after that, we'll uh, talk about the uh, continued conversations on uh, the US-China trade deal. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.